Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today we're living our best lives covering week five of Survivor Australia. Blood versus water, mate. Now we have to say episode, not week, because we're doing like, I mean, we're not, yeah. but the psychos producing Survivor Australia are doing like three episodes a week. We're not able to do that. We have lives that are jobs. Yes, and we have lives that are children. jobs and children. My lives are jobs and children. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> yes, we can barely... I'm hoping that this weekend we can catch up and be abreast for a brief amount of time before they pull back ahead. Be a what? Be abreast. <laughs> I want to be abreast, is what I'm saying. I mean, not so, a bad life. At the top, we have to talk, of course, because we haven't podcasted about how Survivor Australia has been pulled from Paramount+. Plus. Yes. I mean, we don't really watch it on Paramount Plus, so it's okay. But still, it it sucks for everyone else who does use Paramount Plus to access it. Why? Why did they do that? I don't know. Something, oh, I did see, I think the explanation that eventually, because there's just lots of like random people <laughs> demanding Angry, explanations right. on Twitter. Why from, the fuck can I watch Survivor Australia anymore? And people being like, you had it a day ago and now it's gone. Like not being able to afford the streaming rights doesn't seem to be like a reasonable answer. Right. I think the most, the thing I saw was something about like when there's a current season airing that they lose the rights to it briefly mm. and then gain it back when the season is no longer actively airing. Ah. But it's weird that the season would be partly through when you would still have it and then right. it would go away. That's really awkward. And then maybe uh, they were doing it forgetting about those rights. Maybe. <laughs> oh, they man, got, like, sorry, guys. We forgot. Desist letter or something. Right. We don't want to announce any of our Whoopi Wee content on this feed, do we? I mean, you could. This I is where I... we're going to drop it, right? Yeah, well, I meant on the Survivor Australia feed. We have lots of other... We should announce it on all of our podcasts. Right. Okay. So every week, every week, every year in the month of April... Over, over my spring break. We celebrate Whoopi Week, where we cover <laughs> a run eight of Whoopi movies. And purchase slash eat slash make whoopie pies i forgot that was part of it yes because this all came about when we covered surviving maine and they eat whoopie pies in maine and we have no idea what whoopie pies are i'm going to reach out to brandon and see if we could pay him to have his mother make some whoopie Damn. pies apparently his mom makes the best whoopie pies okay and maybe we look for some other type of whoopie food that's not whoopie pies this year Ooh, that's fun but the main the main reason for the season is celebrating Whoopi, National Treasure, and Stone Cold Fox, Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, of course. So if you want to get ready for April, we have chosen our lineup. So just, I'll give you, we're sticking to the 90s. We're exploring Whoopi's highly prolific 90s run. We like, we're gonna not do 90s, but then realize that there are too many movies that we want to watch about Whoopi. We stuck to the 90s last year. Yeah, We'll have covered 16 90s Whoopi <laughs> movies over two years. And, and that's not, still not all of them. No. And there's also like Whoopi's episode of Muppet Babies that oh she's God. on. We are not some doing any Star of Trek. That. I mean, I'd I be into some, some good, Star Trek. Some but bonus. Are we doing a Star Trek movie? 
No, because oh. I realized that she makes a very brief appearance mm. in one of the movies. And okay. I think she's like not even a huge presence on The Next Generation, but she is the bartender of oh, that's the fun. Enterprise in The Next Generation. That's fun. I think she also might be like a hologram, but okay. I'm not sure. I'm not a mm. Trekkie. So starting with 1990's The Long Walk Home. Okay. Then we'll be doing 1992's Sister Act. Okay. 93's Sister Act 2. Yes. 95's Theodore Rex. Okay. <laughs> 1996's Eddie. Mm-hmm. 1996's The Associate. Oh, double 96, huh? 1998's How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Okay. And then 1999's Girl Interrupted. What was 1991? We don't have a 1991. What? We're not representing 91 at all. Or There's... 97. I was going to say, because there's a 1992, right? There's a 90, 92, 93, 95, two 96s, a 98, and a 99. Well, maybe we'll edit this because part of me wants to see if we can find a 1991 and replace one of the 1996s only because then we can do a battle of our birth years. We'll see. It is difficult. I mean... She doesn't have, like, a starring movie every year. A lot of, like, even Girl Interrupted, I think she's barely in it. Or is just, like, a side character. I'm trying to do, you you know, we want a a whoopee movie. No whoopee on the side. Boys go on the side, not whoopee. Not whoopees. So that, you know, that's probably enough whoopee talk. And probably (laughs) alienate half of our list. But maybe they love whoopee in Australia, possibly. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is a gem anywhere you go. So get ready. Whoopee Week is coming (laughs) mid-April. Start watching those movies so you're prepared. Yeah. Okay, Okay. love it. Um, And let's hop back to Down Under. So it's day 10. Yes. I did have the thought that it's interesting that they're dropping so many episodes a week and that the episode individually almost plays like, it, you know, like just one long episode because there's no intro. It just says day 10 to start and mm-hmm. then we're just in it. So you really get the feel that they're just going for like almost don't even recognize the breaks in episodes if possible. We're just like running. We're we're living on the island with them. Do you think it's like built for streaming or binging almost? Yeah, it's built, no, it's built for like, oh, every single night or three nights, we're going to sit down at the dinner table and like watch Survivor as a family and like. At the dinner table. Or right after dinner. I don't know what time it fucking airs. That's how the Aussies do it. Yes. And so I think it's built for like, this is our family show right now. We're watching Mm. Survivor. Like, that's like what Survivor aims to be, I feel like, is. Yeah, it does go for that. Coming together, like. Yeah. The family vibes, particularly. They're just like, we want extra family time because you're all stuck at home because of COVID. Mm. You don't want to fucking socialize. Don't go out. Stay at home and watch Survivor. Your Viber. Stay in your bubble. (laughs) Stay in your Sir Bubble. Oh, Sir Bubble. Sir Bubbles. With love. (laughs) Sir Bubble with love. Sir Bubble with love. Okay. That's our UK feed. So, talking about the Water Tribe. Sophie is still reeling from being betrayed by Sam, but she's now safely ensconced on the blue tribe. There's this great opening shot of fire and smoke that I really noted. That was really fantastic at the start of that up. Sophie, I don't know. Most of my notes to start here, Sophie centric. Yeah, Um, Sophie's revenge. 
complaining to Mark and Nina. She's trying to saying there's no bad blood. Right. She's kind of trying to ingratiate herself. She's like massaging Jordy, you know, really Um, fucking awkward at camp. KJ, her sister, is a little bit wary of the addition of Sophie to the Blue Tribe. KJ is just like, hey, I recognize who my sister is. Yes. My little sister. My little sis. My little sis. I mean, I'm still Mama Bird up here, Mm -hmm. but little sis is getting a little aggressive and she's going to get herself in a lot of trouble. And I'm just trying to not get in trouble with her just hoping yeah that sophie isn't too messy to the point of fucking up her game essentially sophie makes a specific comment about like you cut a lioness and then give her to your family yes important that sophie refers to herself as a lioness and i yes it is important and i also like find myself thinking like what what makes you feel like you have this much power? Like, no, as an individual player, like, how do you, she says, in this game in particular, with so many big players, feel like you hold so much power? Especially having just moved to the Water Tribe. Yeah. Presumably, you would be the lowest of the pecking order, the bottom rung of the totem pole, if you will. I know. I agree. She is, like, talking about Sam in front of Mark and then talking about Sandra in front of Nina and just being like very messy, kind of like complaining about their loved ones. And then does have that talking head that you're alluding to where she kind of like, oh, I'm a huge influence. And now these people's family are vulnerable because I'm here. And it's like, I don't know. You're fucking wild and out, Sophie. Right. And like your complaint, like to talk about the moment where she's like complaining to Mark and Nina about their loved ones, their loved ones. It's like she like is talking about how bad players they're being and how dare they get her out and, like, what were they thinking? And then she, like, has the, like, oh, but, I mean, we're... Oops, sorry. I mean, <laughs> we're still good. We're, like, yeah, yeah. we're fine. It's a new, like, it's an us <laughs> thing, not a them thing. And just, like, but, seems like, to have little self-awareness to, like, that they're not going to enjoy hearing that and that it might kind of not ingratiate you to them that it might turn them against you to hear you speak ill of their loved ones even to like oh and like oh nina i think maybe sandra got talked into it by sam and like i don't know mark's not gonna want to hear that about his wife just fucking leave that behind and try to get in good with these people leave your revenge vendetta i think she has a pretty big head it like it feels like she is entering the space thinking that like, oh, I'm coming from such a strong alliance back there that all of those guys' loved ones will support me here. Mm. And I have my sister and the people that she likes. So like, right, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I don't even know what anyone's thinking about. Like, I'm totally great. Like, You're right. I mean, she definitely does have that vibe. Um, speaking of which... That's not at all the vibe over on the Red Tribe regarding Sophie. Um, Jumping a little bit ahead, but just because you spoke on it. No, I'm down to hop to Red. Jordan is like, his number one priority right now is distancing himself from Sophie. And very much like, that's how he's dealing with the fallout from the Sophie situation. And Sandra is like, kind of courting Croc, trying to get him to like, 
you know, now's the time to start making friends with people you haven't yet. Sandra spends a lot of time in this opening section chatting with the um, big boys. The hashtag um, big boy alliance. Oh my God. Like, it's so ridiculous to like hear them <laughs> constantly referred to as the big boys. Very like, funny. So funny. But yeah, Sandra doing a little like gloating kind of like yeah i kind of helped do a little bit of that trying to but not necessarily to the big boys Mm -hmm. because she wants to like help she's trying to like there's a shot later on of her like in the water with them trying to rock specifically yeah trying to like give them advice of what they need to do next kind of like letting them like not feel too much of the whiplash of Sophie being voted out and giving them like a comfortable, easy, like, yeah, just like slide into this spot, you know, like no need for hard feelings. This is what you need to do to proceed in the game. See, but Sam and I'm sorry, but it's either Mel or Melissa. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know who's on which tribe. It's okay. Um, See this moment. See Sandra approaching the big boys. And I wonder if Sandra had had a conversation with them like, hey, I'm going to try to smooth things over or if this is like a Mm, Sandra, we see you trying to play everybody against this. So I'm wondering how that's going to end up playing out. Good question. Um, Also, Benny Speedo. Benny Speedo with all those tattoos. He's so lanky and he's just fucking covered in tattoos. It's like there's two inches. It's two inches of fabric. Your finger length isn't (laughs) his presumed penis size, but rather just the length of his Speedo. Even the side. No, I know. When it gets skinny on the side. It's like literally this wide. It's so insane. He has the bare amount of fabric on his body. Speedos are much more popular in other parts of the world for good reason. Looking at like body demographics and like oh jeez <laughs> well right like hey if if you are a country that's relatively fit i don't know if speedos might be a little bit more popular because sure. they haven't ever swung to the need a, of a trunk maybe. okay, I don't okay. Know. that's a funny that's a funny correlation that you're making we also don't have a shit ton of nude beaches or anything where other countries do and stuff too speedos are definitely more popular in europe I guess Benny is pulling it off. He's just very, he's just very, very lanky and has a ton of tattoos. And it's always like very arresting when he's on screen, pretty much naked. He's just like, there's a lot to take in. I am someone who like for God, 14 years of my life was in competitive swimming and saw lots of men and lots of boys in speedos. But it's just like, so a jarring to see it on television. Yeah. There's also less of a big deal, I think, surrounding nudity in general in Europe, right? As yeah. you kind of said with nude beaches and stuff, and even on TV. But we're extent. down under. We're not in Europe. We're down under. Okay. I know. I know Australia is fully separate from England or Europe, that it's its own continent and country, but I mean, more so than the United States, they have a relationship. They're fucking queens on the money, baby. Like that's all I need to say. They got no fucking queen on my money. That's like you've got a you've got a relationship with England that's different than our relationship with England. Even just because of proximity. Oh, it's very different. Just because yes, of proximity, but you're I just mean... closer. You more influence just because you're closer. And broke away late? Question mark. I don't know enough about Australia. Did you redo? 
Oh, oh God, that's not good. <laughs> you need to, we need to do some research on Australia. I mean, maybe they should do some research about the good old U.S. They probably know a fucking shit ton about the U.S. and our horrible... If they don't, it's okay. It is okay. But, yeah. like, I don't know if we should be making, like, cultural assumptions and, like, always talking about your Europe... I Europe's think, culture yeah. when addressing Australia's culture. I think that's a fair point. And even just on some other podcast, I think um, on the blank check coverage of Jane Campion, they were talking, of, they were some lumping of like England and Australia, New Zealand going on that they had to speak to because they got some flack for it from their Australian listeners. Ah. Fully separate culture, fully separate country, but they do have a different, a, a Maybe they're more entwined with England than we are. Okay. From an American perspective. I will take it more in, entwined than we are for sure. Yeah, for sure. But maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, okay. Did we? Did you talk about the Sam call? No. The, okay. okay. Just Sam Here's knows that Sophie is pissed at her, but also like she's like where Sophie refers to herself as a lioness and kind of like this self-reverential like, oh, I'm an angry vengeful lioness and i'm striking back sophie is like out of fear oh this like lioness i've roused up sam yeah referring to sophie yes sam referring to sophie but also like thinking about sam being a little bit pissed off of like oh you know she's like a fucking lioness like she is she's powerful out for blood and going for hard game she's not like <laughs> she's not some gazelle gonna play with you a out little bit for, she's like yeah. you know gazelles playful just go out in the safari <laughs> and play around with the gazelles they do all the time prancing with the gazelles yes it is funny that they both that sophie refers to herself as a lioness and then sam calls her a lioness apropos of not anything that the other knows i'm just gonna say it right now i am going to be broken hearted if the twins don't make it to merge together hashtag twins and the twins hashtags twins reunited hashtag wonder double twins. trouble hashtag, wonder, hashtag twins. wonder twins hashtag twice the power hashtag twice the power twice the fun hour Okay. Twice the power every hour. Ooh, fuck yes. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it rhymes. It means that if there's some like long like endurance thing that they'll be extra powerful. Sure, they draw strength hour. from one another. Yes. One another. Oh, twin power. So, and then the last thing I have on the red is just that um, there is a concentrated effort on Sandra's part to convince their loved ones on the water tribe to vote Sophie out. Yes. That she will destroy their tribe and you gotta get finish what we started. If we can talk to anybody, we gotta let them know. Yes. And then rolling into reward, Sophie looks a lot like Janine Garofalo. Do you know who that is? No fucking clue. 90s female comedian. Okay. Just want to put that seed in your head. Uh, we also got Sam scoffing at Sophie, which I really enjoyed mm. that moment. Hashtag Sam scoff. Well, and like, I mean, because Sophie makes these comments that like, oh, blue suits me better. And like, I'm in bed with their family now, Jonathan. I'm in the house, in the bed with their family. How naughty. What a vulnerable position they've left their dear families in. The killer in the bed. I'm pretty sure that's when Sam scoffs at Sophie. She said everything I just said verbatim, too. I love it. It was crazy. 
you have been practicing that monologue all week. That's why we haven't recorded yet, people. It just is because like, Cody had to practice that. Yeah, monologue. I've been working on my Sophie monologue. <laughs> I hope I nailed it. Go back, split the screen with my audio on one. If you play my audio over it muted, it should match up perfectly. <laughs> Her mouth, his words. If I've identical. done my homework, <laughs> it, it just like seems like both being a poor sport. Being a big baby that you got voted off and you can't get over it, and just like stupid gameplay to keep on fucking get, yeah. mentioning this you that you get have a this second power. chance, you fucking psycho. Shut yeah. the fudge up. Just kidding. Um, I don't want to be mean. Sophie's imploding. Yes. But shove your person in the water for some cheese platter. <laughs> yes, this is like <laughs> they're doing like Which... a sumo style. You've got like a pad, you're in a circular thing surrounded by water and you on a circular thing. Yeah, you... it'd be fun if you were in like a because no, like... I said in instead of <laughs> yes. on. Yeah, you're on a circular. I won't get on the plane. I'll get in it. Yes, I understand. <laughs> and then you're yeah, it's not even really super sumo esque. No, you're just pushing each other off the platform, first person in the water loser and you mentioned that cheese platter because hashtag charcut culture running wild right even made its way to australian Down survivor under. yeah but they don't call it a charcuterie plate call it a cheese plate i like it it's, it's definitely a charcuterie platter like it's meats and cheeses and some fruits and veggies and olives and spreads i saw a great charcuterie plate meme when you're too manly for your charcuterie plate, you do a charcuterie tackle box. That's stupid. And it's like a tackle box all filled with like meats and cheeses and nuts. And it was uh, great. I'm too manly for a charcuterie plate. I've got to use a tackle box and <laughs> repurpose it because I'm manly. I'm, that makes it manlier to eat out of a tackle. I hope you go buy, and, go buy a fucking brand new tackle box before you're <laughs> no, eating cheeses not... and dips and shit out of it. <laughs> I doubt you extensively cleaned your nasty tackle box that sits in a fishing boat all oh, day. Oh, man, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now. It's manly to be gross and eat out of a tackle box. Oh, my God. Shark, should... Using plates or cutting boards is too feminine. No, but should we do why that is, for my dad masculinity... for his birthday? Should we make yeah. him a fucking masculinity tackle box? Just linked to inconvenience. <laughs> and just, <laughs> it's less, it's not, yeah. Look, we bought you a tackle box and filled the compartments with meats. And... And... That's so dumb. What are you going to do with that? I hope you eat it all at once. Because I know you don't have room in your fridge or a tackle box. It's so dumb. In their outdoor fridge, they would. I hate it. I hate okay. the very concept. Oh, God. I got to think of something different to get Cody for his birthday. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, Alex back is really killing him. So he's going to sit out. Yes. Oh, God. This is such a uh, oh, fuck. Didn't this just, I totally forgot about the end of this episode until right now. God <laughs> I damn hope, it. Listener, I hope you've listened to the episode. <laughs> We're doing a lot of foreshadowing uh, here with what happens to Alex. Listen, I hope you've watched the episode yes. ahead of now. Um, Alex, yeah, this, this has been looming over the season, Alex's back pain, and up to this point hasn't played as big of a role as I kind of thought it would. You know, it's like, oh, his back hurts, but it hasn't, like, caused him too much grief. Not lots of talk of him being voted off, except yeah. for that one day. Right. The very first time his back was, like, spasming. But, like... Now it's back. I mean, but no there has intended. been little comments about his back throughout this entire... Yes. Like, like it's you were been saying, in the, it's in the looming, right? Yeah. But, it, yeah, it, it really... It really rears its head here. Which I wonder, like, do you... I wonder if... 
maybe he didn't even have pre-existing back problems. Like maybe, maybe he something happened. Like the happened. very first time you hurt your back, remember? Mm-hmm. The very, very first time. And now you've sure. had like, but yeah, that first time for, and then having not been able to sleep or like this, living in this environment for 10 days after that. like, Or even just doing something incorrectly and pulling your back, which can happen, or sleeping weirdly the first night and never recovering from that. Mm-hmm. I mean... You, a back can be so temperamental and maybe he i mean i'm tempted to say if you have a bad back coming on to survivor might be a Not terrible a choice yeah. yeah um okay but the first match is between mark and jesse and i need okay jesse on I'm, red mark on blue i'm protesting this current yes use it's a of king kong for mark because you can't call King Kong Mark. You can't call Mark King Kong when we have King Kong. It doesn't work. And it's a, too fucking confusing. Yeah, and apparently, apparently, Khan means king in Arabic. Yes. I so, like, Khan gets the nickname. Yes. King Khan is the only king that gets to be used in this entire season. The prob- you can call him Godzilla. Like, No, no, that's sure. the problem. That's the problem. Here's the first time it happened was some other time when Croc yes. went up against Mark. And it and was, the host was like, King oh. Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, it's like King Kong Kong with the hard G versus Godzilla. <laughs> and Croc <laughs> has to be Godzilla because crocodiles are reptiles. Yes, they, I know. So it's like, but yes, we are now not really calling Khan King Kong, but we're calling Mark, Mark King, King Kong. Kong. And it's too much. What I is can't, going on? I can't do it. Australia. Somebody should have stepped. Pull up. Yes. Pull the fuck up. The one time was okay, <laughs> but somebody should have stepped in and be like, we've got to retake that. You got to. <laughs> can't. No. Can't do it. If it happens a third time, take a <laughs> it's shot. It's going to be a. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. So, um, yes, but it's King Kong versus Jesse. Jesse. And this is a fun strategic play here. King Kong. <laughs> Mark. Fucking Mark. I'm never saying it again. Let's call him Mark. Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Marky um, pins Jesse to the ground, which I, I'm like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Mark? I know. But then... Like, what is your end game here? His end game is to get some fucking feedback. It's a pretty... At least from what we see, no one really is... Noticing. Their suspicions aren't aroused. But no. yeah, it's good. He he sits on top of him, and then he what asks her <laughs> what, what Sophie is like. Yes. And get some of that details. Yes. Jesse tells snake. him that Sophie's a snake. And then they Mark lets him up and Jesse kind of dances around him, seemingly like trying to wear him out or something. And then Mark just, just like throws him in the water. Yeah, just You're easily done. pushes him off. <laughs> Getting a point for blue. Love it. Next we have um R- Round two, ladies round. Yes. Sam. Versus no. Sophie. Yeah, Sophie is up, and Sam immediately is like, I'm fucking taking her you love to see you know the tension is building between these two players specifically and here's their opportunity to vent that right on love it yes it's a great moment especially because sophie is significantly bigger than sam just like has several couple feet on her and not a couple feet like but maybe like she's like three feet maybe eight inches i mean sophie can't be an inch above Sam four is feet. like a foot tall. Sam is like four feet tall and Sophie's like seven feet tall, right? Um, but like, okay, while this match is going on, Mark is like, 
aggressively cheering for someone. And I got to know, is he cheering for his teammate or is he cheering for his wife? He's definitely cheering for his wife, I think. I agree. Because it's amazing to watch. Uh, She's so much smaller and she's kind of just bouncing around. And Sophie is just brute force knocking Sam all over the place. Yeah, like knocking her to the ground multiple times. But she starts to rally Sammy Balboa. She hears hears her husband, get up, get up! She's got the eye of the tiger. She becomes Rocky, Sammy Balboa, and she somehow amazingly rallies and pushes Sophie off. And that was maybe the best moment of the entire challenge. I We were cheering. We actively like, I think I yelled, Go Sam at the fucking laptop that we watch our sad little show on. This episode had two great moments like that. And the other one comes at the immunity challenge. These moments where almost it doesn't matter where my alliances fall or who I'm cheering for. But this like you couldn't craft it. This perfect moment that aligns with the social game, this physical expression of it. And that applies here. And the immunity uh, challenge one's a little bit different. Absolutely. But just like. Oh, it's just a great moment, right? It's like very exciting, very uh, cinematic, and uh, exactly it, what you want to have happen. Exactly. Like, producers like a sporting must event, be right? like so excited for moments like this. Even if they orchestrated having <laughs> Sam and Sophie go up against each other, just having Sam be so much smaller, losing and then coming back. It's very amazing. exciting. It's like watching the Super Bowl. It for sure. For this next one, it is so tickling how like ecstatic the fucking host is yes, yes. um josh versus jordan haha <laughs> yes um all those years of pillow fights at bedtime paying off very funny have I've... you ever had a pillow fight with your cousins you know, at bedtime <laughs> uh i mean possibly it's in i mean just because like i my parents both have so my parents both have like over a dozen siblings and all of their siblings have kids so i have a shitload of cousins so as a kid i mean possibly you're having like a sleepover with your cousins and start hitting each other with pillows i suppose but when young boys have pillow fights it can be like you're actually like really whomping each other like in the head trying to win it can hurt man you can have like painful pillow fights if you were hitting each other with anything but a pillow it would be incredibly violent and I, i imagine uh josh and jordan are probably having that style pillow fight yeah not like the co-ed giggling (laughs) you don't think they're bouncing on their bed and giggling (laughs) in like skimpy outfits in their speedos yeah in their speedos (laughs) in their silk pajama speedos i do like it's just like the cousins are at it again they seem to be very competitive they seem to take jump at the opportunity to face off against one another which must be fun yeah when you're on survivor competing against each other it would be a good time how do you feel about these because like okay Neither of these guys are considered like, well, Jordan is. No, no, because it's Jordy. No, this is, no, this is Jordan. Jordy's a different person. Oh, but Croc, Ben, and is Jordan. It... Croc, Benny, and Jordan are the big boy alliance. So Jordan is one of the big boys. Yes, he's a big okay, boy. Okay, okay. That was he's just. He's not as much of a big boy as Croc. No. But he certainly qualifies as big boy. I gotcha. Now I am understood. Um, Jordan kind of gets low and is kind of just like, he 
doing what we call pulling a homer, where he's just trying to like move around quickly to tire out a bigger, stronger opponent. And then when that opponent is sleepy, trying to win, but it does not work for him. Who are no? The... He does. It does work for him. Yes, Jordan kicks ass. He wins. Who are the brothers? Jordy and Jesse. And Jesse. Okay, yes. all these J names on these guys. I think it's Josh that does not get any camera time, and I have very little idea who Josh I feel like is. Jesse also doesn't get a ton of camera time. Jesse gets more because he's the like blonde hair, blonde, like but young. doesn't have the mustache. He looks right. a little bit younger. He than gets Jordy. more than Josh. I hardly like who the fuck is Josh. No, I don't even know who Josh is. Yeah, well, exactly. And honestly, even up until recently, Jordan hasn't gotten a ton of screen. It's time. only because he's a big boy. It's a conversation that I do see happening online. The lack of screen time some people are getting, and how that is a bummer. And, and the fucking identical twins. Come on, something that the season seems to be struggling with a little bit. Okay, but Jordan takes it. Jordan takes it. Then we move on to round four, which is Ben on the red tribe versus Jordy on the blue tribe. Yes, and Jordy just fucking annihilates. He does say, like, five up, big guy. Like, they do, like, a high five. They both, like, like, all of these start with a, like, playful tap except for sam and sophie yeah they yeah, like kind do of it like aggressive a, like Ugh. a good sportsman like tapping of your boxing gloves type thing yes but yes jordy that's my only note jordy decimates ben yeah has no chance whatsoever you said decimates i say annihilates i mean jordy kicks some ass absolutely Round five is Nina on the blue tribe versus Sandra on the red tribe. Sandra needs to stop going up against her daughter. I have the same note. I would love to see Nina go up against someone who's not Sandra. I get mother versus daughter. The novelty has worn off by episode five for me. Sandra's never going to beat Nina. Let's and, just, no, it's like, not going to happen. I feel like it's not doing Nina any favors because you're not getting, I, I think Nina's a very athletic, strong player. And yes. I want to see Nina... At this point, I love Sandra. I'd love to watch her. I'm more interested in seeing Nina at this point because Nina's very much proven herself not to just be a player in her mom's shadow. I'm just interested in seeing Nina fully push ahead without her mom. Even just like, I would love to see her compete against someone else. Though I will say, I do love everyone calling Sandra mama. Yeah, mama. Let's get it, mama. Like, yes, that is fun. Love that. And there's some fun taunting of like, so much shit talking. Sandra saying she's not going to give her shit for Christmas and not going to pay for her wedding. Yes, I love it. Um, Sandra does kind of give Nina an intense look before they start. And I don't know, Nina, yeah, like you said, Sandra's never going to beat Nina. Sandra's really got to push it harder. Nina, I mean, like, she holds her own for a little bit. At the end, it looks like she kind of gives up and lets Nina push her in. So Nina takes it. And And that wins it. That wins it for the Red Tribe. But, no, it takes it for the Blue Tribe. (laughs) But they have to enjoy their charcuterie platter at the Red Camp. Yes, that's fun, which is like the first time that a lot of people are in the same space. So are you ready to dive on over to enjoying it over at the Red Camp? Yes, let's talk about the Blue Tribe enjoying their charcut platter at the Red Camp. Um, Sophie, surprisingly, is really relishing the opportunity to go and do this. Like yes. She's not feeling awkwardness at all, but really... She just wants to make everyone suffer. Wants to make big, she's messy... She's just being a jerk. Yeah, she is just kind of being a poor just, sport. Just, like, move on and be a nice person. You know the game you're playing. You know you might get voted off. You know you might get backstabbed. Don't take it personally, and don't be a poor sport. 
I feel like this is the first time that we see Mark and Sam, like, really together. She is so fucking tiny compared to him. It's, like, fucking oh adorable. It's like King Kong and the lady. It is. He, he has this Okay. Mark he is, is King Kong. Fine. <laughs> I, I... I relent. I give it up. He's wearing this funny I love New York shirt, but like instead of love, it's a leaf. I leaf New York. <laughs> I'm just curious about that shirt. He's leaving. Leaving New York? Leafing New York. Never easy. Cleaning up all the leaves. It's a nice loved ones reunion. As lots everyone's... of loves and tears. Yes, yes. Lots of kissing. Making out. Um, with this cheese platter. Okay. I'm like eat anything but the cheese it's got fruit it's got veggies it's got little sausages i can't imagine it's not gonna be good for you even if you do well with cheese which lots of people don't at this point in the game sleeping outside in the heat no no way not having toilet paper for your behind yeah eating a bunch no. of cheese oh, even you've been out there for 10 meat, days that processed meat uh, you get a little bit of protein stick I to mean, the fruits yeah. and veggies as much do you as just, you just like go poop in the ocean I need the nitty gritty know. details on bathroom situation and survival. <laughs> no, truly. So I'm just like very curious. It's something the show doesn't contend with whatsoever. No. Wouldn't uh. I mean for the better probably because it is nasty, but how roughing it are they? Um, so Shay's been a okay, yeah, this is fun. Shay's been a vegan for seven years. Damn. And goes to town on the like process on the meats and cheeses and stuff. <laughs> Ben's just like, oh my God. And Ben's partner kind of giving him a rough time mocking him, which is a cute moment. There's this honey drizzle moment where someone takes like the like stick of honey and just like uh, all over someone else, like and Sophie, she has this quote of like, I don't relish drama, but I certainly don't shy from conflict, which sounds like a person who loves to stir the pot, excusing that tendency. Speaking of Sophie's stirring the pot and getting some Jordan time on the screen, we have this moment where Sophie just like freaks out on Jordan. Right, because she's hurt that they're not really interacting with her or she's talking like, to her. She says, my boys aren't even looking at me. Yeah, she's really feeling them distancing them from her, expecting just the opposite. Talking about how they're all sleeping with the enemy because she's gone now. And she, like, says, how dare you, man, at Jordan. And it just is like, she is definitely losing her shit at this point. She's definitely, like, going ballistic, I think, is what Chrissy says to KJ. And definitely very negatively affecting KJ socially and emotionally. But then there's also this thing where, like, Sophie goes to confront Sam. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up because she's taking Sam away from her husband. And when she's getting a little bit of time to spend with him. No to kidding. confront her, which is not necessary. And, I mean, Sam does a good job of just, like... I'm going to, like, extract myself from this drama, not really engaging with gonna her. apologize, walk away, be done, like. But then it's, like, on a mission to destroy Sophie. It's, like, oh, going around telling people, we, you've got to got to fucking get. I mean, and at this point, everyone should be feeling that way if they don't already. Yeah, I mean, we've alluded to the end of the episode. Sophie maybe got very lucky. Yes. With that, before we throw it to immunity, do you have any other notes pre-immunity? I'm ready to take a quick commercial break and then hop on into shooting us in the foot. Shooting us in the foot? I mean, depending on who you want to win. 
What? I don't know. <laughs> I just said it because my foot's right there. Mm. <laughs> I saw a foot and I spoke about feet. Yes. Actually, we're about to, after this commercial break, dive into one of the most amazing oh scenes I think I've ever seen in an immunity challenge. It's that moment. Yeah. It's like that. The excitement of Sophie versus Sam, a great high. You think it's going to be the high of the episode, but then there's this, the immunity challenge. This episode is unmatched. Well, we'll be here to talk about it right after this. Welcome back. We are diving back in to Survivor Australia, Episode 5, Blood versus Water. We are at Immunity. We are at Immunity. So, Immunity, we're at it. And Chrissy's loving cheese. She's loving cheese. She would rather eat cheese than go and gossip with Croc. Something that like... Croc isn't very surprised by that choice. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. I would... Well, if you were there, of course, I'd rather be with you. But if it was like my, if it was like my brother, yeah, one of your <laughs> brothers, I would fucking be eating cheese. Can you imagine going on Survivor with one Nick of my two or brothers Zach? or Logan? No. I guess as well. It would be so fucking ridiculous. Logan's your best bet. Uh probably. Um, to stab in the back. I wouldn't hate going on Survivor no. with Brian. Yeah, that would be Ryan fun. Would be a hilarious duo. You and my dad would be fucking ridiculous. I would love to go on Survivor with your father. We'd it would be, be such more, very different people. Definitely more Amazing Race vibes than Survivor vibes. I've never watched The Amazing Race. Really? It's a. I feel like it's the. It's a type of reality show that I love the idea, but I doubt it's executed in the way that I hope it is. I haven't seen this. Hmm. A full season. A season forever. Sorry, my tea drinking there just like, you know, because I'm drinking tea because, you know, down under. Down under. Sophie <laughs> is very bitter coming into the immunity challenge. Yes. And Sophie, I feel like, was lying about a bunch of shit and just like talking about how she was all buddy-buddy with everybody again and things yeah. were water under the bridge and all fine. It's like... As the children say, Sophie's... You were sobbing. She's real sus this episode. Real sus. Definitely sus all the way. All the way. Uh, so, okay, here we go. Alex is having back spasms, but he cannot sit out this challenge because he sat out the reward challenge, which I, I don't know. It's like, on one hand... Let's have Alex sit out the reward because it doesn't matter as much. And he can save his strength for immunity. On the other, it's like he's a liability. Have him sit out the thing that ostensibly matters more. He asked to sit out for the last one because he was hurting so much. True. I think that this episode really shows the uptick in Alex's pain. And I mean, yeah, we've talked about it. But that's just going to come to a full stop soon. Yes. Uh, so what they're doing here is they both have a log and there's different ropes coming out of the log and you're all together holding the weight of the log collectively as a person. You can use both hands to start if you drop your rope 
Is it a rope? Okay, so each person is holding on to Am a I rope. Am I not explaining this Not well, well at all. Oh, gosh. It sounds ridiculous the way that you're explaining it. There's a log. <laughs> and a rope, and people hold it. <laughs> you, that's, that's your better... No, I'm joking. That was okay. me explaining your explanation. Okay. Well, okay. Please do so show me. Everyone is standing on a platform and they are holding onto a rope that has a little wooden dowel on it that only gives them like less than six inches of rope to hold onto. Yes. That rope is connected to a chunk of log that is then connected to all other chunks of log for that tribe. Yes. So every tribe member is holding on to a piece of this chain of chunked logs. Right. They're all holding on to a chunk of the log that collectively makes one big log. They're all holding the weight of that together. As each tribe member drops out, the weight increases for the rest of the tribe to hold. Right. Last man standing wins. Last tribe standing wins. I mean, yes. You know what I'm saying. So, Blue sits out KJ, and then we jump into it. And um, one thing that's interesting is both tribes, and the host points this out, have their strongest person in the anchor position, which I think is classically thought of as the thing to do, correct? Yeah, both anchors. I mean, ideally, you want to try to evenly space them, so maybe like strong, weak, weak, strong, weak, weak, strong, or something like that. But like... Yes. That's a good point. And watching them drop out, I have the dropout lineup. Okay, but before that, it is 43 degrees Celsius out. And, I mean, we're stupid Americans. Do you know how hot that is in Fahrenheit? Really hot? It's 109 degrees Fahrenheit. That's awful. That's fucking terrible. How long? I yeah, I don't even know how long I could do this. But, yeah, the drop, it initially... Like, it's Sandra's, you know, the first person we see having a little bit of issue. It's, like, kind of sliding out of her hands, but she gets it out of under control. Um, And we go the first 15 minutes, both tribes lose no Super body. strong. Yes. First person to drop out. Wait, I don't remember how long we go with no one dropping. Okay. Okay. So, Chrissy is, uh, before anyone drops out, there's a funny moment where Chrissy's like, oh... Oi, mates, I'm water skiing. You know, and that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like a good bit for sure. I like Chrissy a lot. Mm, I'm not a big Chrissy fan. She's but in my we top can agree five. To disagree on Chrissy. Moving into my number one position. Oh, God. I know. She's like maybe in my top 10. And then this, uh, this moment where uh, Jordy and Jesse, Jordy notices that Jesse's eyes are closed and he's like, oh, are you already at the point where you're like zoning out like or like associating essentially? It's like, no, bro, I'm not there, and you don't know me, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Essentially. And you that, don't know me like that. What the thing that happens is we get to the 41-minute mark. Yes, okay, that's what I was wondering. Did we get to the 41-minute mark where he's like, okay, we're at 41 minutes. We need to transition to only using one hand yes. before anyone drops. No one drops That's fucking amazing. That, I, that is, I'm very impressed. I Even almost, Sandra, come on. Yeah, I almost wonder... I would have loved to see a little bit longer with the uh, two hands. I feel like maybe give it give another an hour, another hour, not even or a give, full, give two the hours. full hour of it. Okay. Before like, you switch to one. Yeah. Hand. 41 minutes. People, Why not wait till the full hour? Like it's a, at one hour, you switch to one hand, not before it. That's ridiculous. It's a weird benchmark. I think my point is I would like to see it pushed further because the minute you go one hand they start dropping very quickly i'd like it to be a little bit more of an endurance thing with both hands and then at the two hour mark then 
throw on that handicap. I wonder how much of a like heat, you know, mm. it could be like a hazardous heat Starts thing of get, like, yeah. honestly, we shouldn't have you standing out here in the heat for more than two hours because of how hot it is, because of the direct sun, because of the lack of water you're having. Like, thinking of that, maybe we know that we want to like keep this to a shorter thing. That's a great point for why they'd want to speed it up. I think you might be right on the money with that. All so right. at the 41 minute mark, you're dropping down to one hand only. It 10 times harder, right? And the pretty soon after that, almost immediately, really. The Red Tribe hits a blunder. We go Jordan, Amy, Michelle. I have Andy. Is there even an Andy? Andy's been voted out a while ago. Yeah, no, Amy. it's Amy. It's Jordan Amy, Michelle, Croc, Sandra. But the first three are like boom, boom, boom. 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 All yeah. like back to back. Well, because Amy and Michelle are next to Jordan. And Jordan was the strong one. And so when Jordan drops, the two weak ones next to him, of course, are going to drop. It's a pretty fun thing to watch in this challenge when that happens. When a person drops it and then the two like dominoes, the two people next to them can't carry that weight. And then and then they... Croc was holding that. Yes. And then, but just to see the whiplash yes. effect of them, like of three people. Some of the whiplashes are insane to watch. Here, you wrote down when you slow mode and replayed it, right? When I slow mode and or when you it? replayed it, there was a moment that we went back and rewatched. Did you take note of what moment that was in particular? Well, let's just keep moving through my notes. I okay, so then Croc drops, which makes Sandra drop. Croc drop. Hashtag Croc drop, and that makes Sandra drop. Still on the red, and then we get Jay who drops, and we're down to four on nine, right? I I think so. I I don't. I must. Yeah. Have, my notes are missing where Croc dropped out, but before Sandra, that's interesting. Yeah, Sandra outlasted Croc. Well, Croc dropping is what made Sandra mm, drop. Hashtag Croc drop. Um, yes. So then Mel slips and Nina drops. Right. Yep. And then we go back to Red has another whiplash moment. Where Jesse, Sam, David. Yeah. Jesse, Sam, David drop. And it all is on Ben. That's the moment. This is what we're. Okay. So, yeah. There's another whiplash. Jesse, Sam, and David go down. And now Ben is solo on the Red team. He's got the full weight of the All log. the logs. And meanwhile, Blue Team has lost nobody. No, lost two people. Mel and Nina. They've lost two They've people. only okay. lost Mel and Nina. So it's ten. It's eight to one. It's mm, seven to okay. one. Numbers don't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's Ben riding solo. Against almost all of the Blue Tribe. It's a really amazing moment. It's this moment where, like, Ben hasn't really been on my radar he's a member of the big boy alliance i don't even know if i could pick necessarily if i like the blue tribe over the red tribe but i feel like generally i maybe do like the blue tribe a little bit more but we're presented with this moment ben is now alone he's the underdog he's got almost the entire blue tribe he's going up against i will take it back it is 10 on 10 and it is right now eight versus one Holding That's these I logs. I used Eight on to, one. Yeah. And it's just like all, any, any uh, alliance, any like, oh, I'm rooting for this team or I don't particularly like Ben goes out the window and I just absolutely want fucking Ben to pull through and pull this off because it would be an amazing moment. Absolutely. I mean, like, I, 
I used to like the Blue Tribe more until Sophie went over there, honestly. Mm, She can't sink it for me. uh, She's an interloper. uh, I just want to get rid of Sophie. She's not supposed to be there. No, she doesn't belong. Ben's just Spider-Manning it. You know the scene in Spider-Man 2 when he's like pulling the train stop yes. with his webs. Yes. That's Ben in this challenge. It's amazing Spider-Ben. that Ben did not drop it the minute those three whiplash. But then you like watch him. You watch his face. He at one point tells people to like stop talking because they're distracting him too much. And they do not stop. That's no. Like, like it, shut the fuck up. You want him to win. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is a little bit frustrating where he's like stop. You know they're encouraging him. He's like please stop talking. I need to focus. And they stop for a little bit and then immediately they just can't help themselves i will say shade drops pretty soon after and i wonder is it like she dropping in a like fit of pity for her husband like or her Mm. partner like not pity like and not like purposely like intentionally but like oh it's eight of us versus one of him i i'm getting a little tired i'm gonna drop i don't think so i wouldn't I'm just wondering, just a thought I had. I mean, maybe, who who knows, right? I mean, I, who's to say? I feel like Shane maybe could have made it longer. I only, why? What makes you say? Because she's so strong. She's so strong. She's so strong. She's so strong. Uh, so, yeah, Shay goes out, and then it goes Jordy, and then Mark. Mark. And now we're one on four. No, we're one on five. Okay. Chrissy, Josh, Khan, Alex, Sophie. Okay. Well, then Khan is the next to go. Chris, no, Chrissy. Okay, I just, I, I have huge gaps. I didn't okay. see where Chrissy, for some reason, I have big gaps in my notes, and it's both <laughs> concerning when Chrissy and Croc go out. They were blinders for me. It was challenge. Shay, Jordy, Mark, Chrissy, Josh. I mean, we don't have to go all the way back. All five of those dropped. Yes. Before Khan. And then Khan is out, and it's Alex and Sophie versus Ben. Alex with his back injury and Sophie. Yeah. I mean, Sophie is like, when I say she's big, I'm not talking anything like negatively about her body, but she's just like, she's tall and she looks muscular and she's broad she of shoulder. Strong. She looks very strong. She's not like a tiny woman. She not is at all. like an athletically built woman. Yes, she's very athletic. That's a, that's a better term for it. Yes. And it is surprising that Alex has lasted to this point but you can tell you can see the pain that he is in like he is like shaking and his face is bright red and he's sweating like crazy but so is ben yes ben is insane ben is also having to do like a lot of it's tough because you've only got the one hand but Mm -hmm. like kind of like very carefully getting a better grip on it and almost losing his grip multiple times it is so crazy that he is still holding on at this point. It's such a gripping, nail-biting moment, and he fucking pulls it through. He does the impossible. He defeats Sophie and Alex. I don't even know which, but like they're, they pretty Alex much go out. Alex dropped before Sophie, Okay, I think. and then Sophie's immediately yes. after. She's no Ben. No. Can't carry the weight alone. It was crazy. We erupted. We were like, again, another moment where we're just like screaming at the laptop, freaking out about how amazing this like feat of strength and like human ability is. Yeah, just with an amazing this competition. It's those two moments this episode. It's Sam, Sammy Balboaing it against Sophie, and like, oh, they've been butting heads, and now they're physically butting heads, and the tiny person wins out. And yeah, Ben, the underdog, 
Lanky Tattoo Speedo Ben. Sammy and Benny. Spider Ben and Sammy Balboa. Just For the win. Amazing moments. VIPs of the app, 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. I but, get excited for this these type of moments a little bit more than like, oh, the amazing social blindside, yes. or I found an idol at a super opportune moment or shit like that. This is like, I really enjoy the physical feats of this element of Survivor. Here's my question. Okay. Lay it on me. Amazing. For the here and now, for the tribe, for the morale, everything, mm -hmm. for the viewer. Okay. Huge ass target on Ben's back. Maybe. Like thinking physical, like his physical ability and agility in this game. He just held a fucking log for the entire fucking competition by himself. Yeah. And like. There will be a point where it is independent well, game, and it is getting sooner than later. We're at week five. Yeah. Merge is coming. I, I worry about the target that Ben just put on his back. It might be, let's get Ben out before he the can The other keep, big boys. Or just before he can keep himself in the game, and definitely by winning immunity after immunity, because he's so strong, and puzzles clearly just aren't a thing on Australian survivor. <laughs> or I mean it's like, ooh, match the color-coded word that spells water and blood while jogging yes. for 10 minutes or something. <laughs> it's like it's a puzzle, but really it's just a, a low-key physical, physical challenge. Yeah. Uh okay, so yes, Blue is headed to council and Sophie is really at, under pressure right here. But my first note isn't about Sophie. It's about Alex. Still in lots of back pain. So much pain. Um, but he has this moment where he's talking to the camera where, and, you know, I don't disagree with him. That he's like, you know, I was second to last out on my tribe. I feel like that means something and shows my tribe mate something and that I am pulling my weight. Yeah, I mean, like, he did, despite his pain level, hold out. However, like, how many times can you do that? How, like... Well, yeah, and... Uh, like, each time takes a bigger and bigger toll. I just... And you got lucky that it was the type of challenge that it was, that it's stationary and having to hold weight. And I'm not saying that's not difficult or a strain on his back, but you're also not having to run through an obstacle course or something like that. But surprisingly, we come back to camp, and he is not the conversation. Like, I would think after all the pain he's been in, he would be part of the conversation. Like, but the no. Vote, the easy, everyone is just like, the easy vote is Sophie, yeah. right? Mark thinks that Sophie's going to maybe self-implode, but, like, the, we're going to vote for her anyways. Khan's trying to encourage Sophie because he really wants to keep his idol. He really, really wants that idol. We know Shay has an idol as well. And it might have just been the easy Sophie's out vote, but little sister KJ goes to work, start trying to turn the tide in the opposite direction. And this is the real, like, and this is the conversation that's had, right? That this is where blood and water gets tricky. When, when you are no longer solely focused on your game. Yes, this is not a move for KJ's game at well, all. It is. It could be. It could be because she's an ally. She's a built-in ally because she's your sister. And that's a person. That's a number. But it's definitely... And she speaks to this. There's this balancing act that she has to employ when she's approaching Mark and Nina and other people. But those are the first two people she goes to talk to. Where it's like, yeah, she can't go too hard. She can't just wantonly advocate for Sophie just because she's her sister because that doesn't look good. You know, it's like she has to kind of like 
introduce it, pull back,、mm-hmm. gauge the waters, see the temperature. Not a lot of other people talking about it though, until until it really is like, hey, this might be the only chance we got to get rid of King Kong. It's a good ace up your sleeve. Oh, I'm sorry, King Kong. <laughs> right, not Mark, but Kong. King Kong. <sighs> not.、Uh, Yes, and it's a good point. I think it's a really smart thing that she brings up. Of he has an idol, we need to flush it. This is a good opportunity to do that. But Khan does really start to notice the little conversations that are happening without him. Well, yes. Well, I mean, Sophie's fully expecting to go home. She's borderline just accepted it. Um, I don't know. See, I think that she's just putting on that act. I think that she really thinks that the tide can turn against Khan. You think so? Yeah, I totally do. Well, and then KJ is starting to try to like lull Khan into a sense of security, even going so far as you know, crying, acting very upset in front of him at the prospect of Sophie going home, and just being like, "Well, you know, what are we gonna do about it? It's just, it is what it is." And then Khan lays out his like three options. It's like, well, I either like don't play my idol and make it further in the game with my idol, use it for later. Don't play my idol and look like a fool going home with it. Or play my idol and you know、uh, stay, but then I have no trust with my tribe. Right. Well, I mean, one thing Khan does have is this fucking like pink suit that he's rocking、yes. this episode. Khan, you look fly as fuck. When we had to tribal, we got Khan's pinkies. <laughs> Khan's pinkies. Are you ready for tribal? Um. Yeah. I mean, just like yeah, it kind of all wraps up just with like. Khan is a little bit suspicious. He's trying to be lulled into not using his idol, and that yeah, I think that's really the note we move on to tribal towards. Love it. <laughs> so no, I have nothing new to thank, add. Thank you for mansplaining my way through that. I wasn't. That, yeah, okay, okay. I wasn't mansplaining. You asked me, and then I was looking over my notes to make sure I didn't miss anything and speaking out loud to not have dead air. I love that. I appreciate you're、so、good at vamping. Vamp, vamp, vamp. Um, okay. Case in point. <laughs> Moving to tribal. Alex's back is the first thing that comes up. Yes, he brings it up. Does he like ask right away? He doesn't. I think the host talks about Alex's back right away and asks if it's still hurting. It's like, yes, I'm in a lot of a lot of pain and it's not going away. But the、I、real have... thing on everyone's minds are idols. Well, my first note though is that. Alex should be mercy eliminated, and this is before it comes up independently. But just、oh, like damn. right away at tribal when he's asked about it, I'm like, just get him out of here. He doesn't like. I think the time、just、has let come. Let him go. Yes, but yes, everyone is very, very idle aware, which I mean only just sparks Khan's spidey senses more. Yes. Um. There's some talk from Jordy that idols always cause a problem,、mm-hmm. making it seem like Jordy is definitely like interested in flushing it out. Shay is also then like toying with the thought that she should play her idol, which just seems stupid. Does seem a little stupid, but I think there is that paranoia that sets in where there's nothing worse than being voted out with an idol in your pocket. Right, and everyone knows you have an idol, so your name is going to be written down most likely. And then, and she knows that she knows that her name's like out there. Yes. This moment then happens that I find a、uh, little. It makes me like Mark a little bit less, and maybe that's unfair. But I don't like how he spearheads this moment where Alex gets emotional, 
And he he asks, hey, guys, like, I'm in a lot of pain. I've thought about it a lot. Like, I would like to be voted out tonight. Like, I, I need to go home. I need to be voted out. I'm definitely of the persuasion that if a tribe mate is asking to be voted out, you respect that wish and give them that dignity. Let them be, you know, don't make them quit. And Mark very dismissively saying to Alex right away, I don't think so. And then as Alex speaks more saying to other people, I don't think so. Yeah, no, it's like, shut. it's like, Oh, daddy, Mark, just shutting down little boy, Alex. Oh, I don't think so. You yeah, just need to, you're fine. You just need to tough it out. You're fine. You have no idea what level of back pain he's in. Do you think he'd fucking be leaving if he didn't have to? It's so, I, this is where I get really upset with the whole thing. It's like, they could have like, let him leave with dignity. They could have let him like, if you were on survivor, right. You have dreamed about being on Survivor, especially if you're younger, like your whole life. Like this is like, this is a bucket list. This is like a dream come to fruition for anyone on Survivor. I'm probably going to say. Well, and then like. And so like being, having to quit instead of being voted out and having to be like oh when this season airs i'm the that guy this season i'm that's my survivor legacy that's unless i happen to come back that's the thing that I, that's everyone's going to that's the only thing that will be thought of of my time playing survivor it's bullshit and i'm like super disappointed in his tribe there's a physical and mental toll to having back pain and it was too much for him. And clearly he'd reached that point and he communicated that. And it's just a bummer that they would strong arm him and not give him that. Dignity. He held out till you made it to a tribal. And like... he held out longer than you did at immunity, Mark. Yeah. I super bummed out. They didn't let him leave. The host asked who would grant it. And that's like, Mark really just turns. I think Mar- I put most of the blame at Mark. It's yeah, like people absolutely. are reacting and reeling to Alex doing this. And Mark like puts his foot down and starts an initiative to push back against it and not allow it right away. And Alex, like, then it's like, well, fine. I'm still not going to stay, guys. Like, said, I need to leave. Yeah, exactly. He says, I need to leave. And it's like, you can just tell that he's come to that decision. He, uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would be fucking pissed if I was him. So there's no vote. Alex apologizes. They make him burn his buff, something they haven't made anyone else do. Which They feels- haven't? I don't believe so. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone else has had to burn their buff. I think everyone puts their buff in the fire when they leave. Okay, call me out on that. Maybe I'm incorrect. It felt like a, like you're Appointed. not leaving the game through, like, oh, you quit, so you like have to burn your buff. I don't remember. Hmm. At least there wasn't like as much attention called to it. It stood out to me as a moment, him being told to like burn your buff. It was super fucking. Like, I'll have to yeah. watch in the next elimination. I wonder I if could it was. I think that it's mostly just like a side comment of like, okay, throw your buff in the fire and bring me your torch to be snuffed. Sure. Where here it was like very pointed, like get rid of your fucking buff, man. You are a quitter. It's a pretty somber into the episode, and it's then a disappointment. Our host with the note: uh, wounded bird fell from the nest. Count your blessings and hatch a new plan. <laughs> getting pretty poetic, you know, but it's good. And it's uh, like as far away from like Jeff Probstisms as you can get. So he's I, making his own thing of it. Fucking love this host. I will say, Sophie, you should be the one counting your blessings. Sophie should be. I am really yes. disappointed that you're still in the game after you how you acted. And I hope that my mind changes. 
Like, I didn't have any negative feelings towards Sophie before she got, like, all psycho and... Well, yeah, me neither, but I feel like something like that can maybe, like, take the veneer off of a player's cool and kind of show their true feelings. Like, yeah. getting voted off and just being that bad of a poor sport, I... I kind of don't hope for a redemption arc for Sophie. No. I hope she goes home next episode. I hope she goes home soon. I wouldn't have hated there being a vote. And it's like. After he you, went home. Yeah, it's like you fucked up and didn't let Alex just go so home. So now you have to have a vote again. That's what I think You're should have happened. You're going to lose two players. I completely agree. I 1000% agree. I, you know what I really wish would have happened? What? I wish Alex would have fucking voted. And then oh, damn. after that person damn. was sent, I have to quit, guys. That'd be amazing. That would have been just such like the, the baller move. Top of the next episode. Yeah. You're right. I can hold out for exactly like One six vote. more hours and then I'm going home. Fuck you. Not even six hours. Like literally right like. After, right afterwards. Right. At, like as soon as the other person's torch is snuffed, I want Alex to stand up and uh, mine too. Australian Jeff Probst. <laughs> and to say that too. Austra- to really just Australian like. Australian Jeff Probst. To show Probst. that he's got no love for the game. Yes. Now let's exit on our favorite Australian, Alex Cameron. Yeah. So find us. He's not our favorite Australian. We just really like his music. Find us on Twitter <laughs> at INT SurvivorCast. Look for Whoopi Week. Look yes. for our other Survivor coverage. We will be trying to catch up on Australia. We really are trying. But the lunatics who are producing three episodes a week, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, Vietnam. Yes. Well, and with that, we will see you at episode six. Yeah. Catch us soon.